0: Hey, what's going on? This is Billy Newman, and it's time to record another episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. Thanks again for uh, checking in on the podcast. Appreciate it. So today, I uh, got a couple things going on. Right now, I'm sitting out in the rain. October's coming in pretty strong. It's already, what, the 4th? No way. Yeah, it's been moving moving by pretty quick. I, I guess I remember, like, just, like, what was it? A month ago already? It was uh, Labor Day? No way. It's been a month. Ugh year's going by too fast. So, uh, yeah, trying to get into the swing of uh, October stuff, uh, which is going pretty well. I just got a bunch of, well, I'm going to get it like, uh, you know, like I'm trying to make the house more festive for Halloween. And it always ends up that the, the four weeks of October really wrap up pretty fast. And I only get my Halloween stuff put together by, I don't know, like the 20th or something. It's probably the 28th that I start thinking about what costume I should uh, try and get for Halloween. And uh, that's slowed down a lot in the last couple of years, too. But, uh, but yeah, trying to change it up this year. So now that uh, it's early October of 2016, I'm trying to go through and pick up a handful of, like, harvest decorations, a lot of, like, the gourds. You know the little gourds I'm talking about? The, like, two-toned ones that look kind of lumpy and uh, artisanal? You find them out in front of the Whole Foods or the Trader Joe's or something. I don't know. They're probably everywhere. Um, but I think I'm going to try and make a, make a run today to pick up a bunch of those. Oh, and I remember we got a set of these... L- Pumpkin lights, they look spooky. I'm gonna hang those up too. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty festive, guys. Um, so yeah, as things are going right now, it's uh, it's raining. The uh, I guess last week it was pretty hot. It was uh, it was pretty I don't know warm September end of summer weather for uh, for most of the week last week. This week we got a lot of clouds, a lot of rain. Got a football game coming up this Saturday. I think it's the eighth. I'm gonna be at the OSU game. I have to do photos out there. Um, it's like uh it's like a marketing thing, like so I have to go out uh and set up a photo booth at the plaza and then photograph all the people that are that are coming into the into the game, you know, that want their picture taken or, you know, want to get a, a picture with some uh suited up football player mannequin. So it'd be pretty cool. Spend uh the last half of my Saturday doing that and uh probably sitting out in the rain, like I am right now. Uh <laughs> we'll see if that's uh, any fun at all. Uh, But it wasn't too bad last year. You know, I remember really a lot of the event marketing stuff, the event marketing photography that I've done. Like anything where you're kind of you're you're on point, you're the person, you're the photographer on point to try and uh, produce a lot of photographs on a backdrop, and then like send them out to all the people that just had them. It's really a lot of work. It's a it's a busy grind to get through as many you know or as high of a number as you can in in a short amount of time. So we'll see if that goes well this weekend. It's not bad though. It's like a setup with uh, it's like a mobile setup. It's kind of a cool idea, but there's like the backdrop. You got the couple printers. You got to shoot the photo. People, run it out, hand it out to them. I don't know. It'll be. Uh, it's just one of those. I guess one of those things I have to do. <laughs> so, going to try and take pictures for a while. I used to do that a lot on the on the Rogue when I was working for uh, for Rogue Wilderness when the when I did the photography stuff on the river. You go back to this raft house, the the Rogue Wilderness. Uh, you know, shop where everybody gets done with a rafting trip for the day. And uh, when you get back there, you load all the, comp- the photos up onto the computer as fast as you can. You pick out the best shots of the, the family as they go through their little rapid on their trip. And then you try and prep those and uh, and make sure that it's ready to, to show and, and deliver off to people. It was kind of the, the, a similar thing when I had to do like... Uh, when I had to shoot photos of the the old people, and the, <laughs> that's as <just> bad. <laughs> when I had to take the pictures of the uh, the folks in the the churches, um, when I did like studio stuff uh, like that, it was it was really a similar process where you have to like shoot the photos and then go over to the computer, set it up, make sure that the order's processed or everything's set, or or that you burn a disc or render something out during that time. And I think it's a lot of the same thing, but it should go pretty easy. I think it's a late start to uh, to the football game on Saturday and. Uh, it should be pretty fun. I'll spend uh part of my day Saturday shooting photos, hanging out with people in uh, OSU Beaver gear. It's always my fave. And uh yeah, should be a good time. But today for the podcast, stuff that we've got going on, uh photos that are going out, what was it yesterday? I had uh I had a photo from Hat Point looking out toward the Snake River, had the, the double exposure of uh the trees. Was that it? Yeah, like the trees and the Mackenzie River. That was cool. Today, I put up um, I put up an old photo. You guys are gonna love this. It's a stack of rocks. You can see that on Instagram. If that's not a commercial, to go check out my Instagram page. I don't know what would be, but uh, it's a uh, it's kind of a fun photo. Really, it's uh, I like the the color tone of it. It was um, from about what was it five years ago now, well, 2011, when we were traveling through Arches. Uh, it's this photograph of the carns that they build out there in the in the desert it's an interesting thing there's really not as many landscapes when you're just moving across uh, a flat desert or a a flat landscape of sand or you know something where there's not a lot of trees or hills or where there's not a a dedicated trail that's sort of etched into the the dirt and you get that a lot out in the desert you get the the ambiguity a lot in the desert when you're hiking around because there's not a natural ground covering that's going to grow there's no grass or or foliage, or there's no deciduous trees that are going to, you know, mix up the, the forest land from the trail that's kind of hiked into, or that's, you know, like walked the path that's walked into the ground, so you can see it. There's nothing apparent on the ground when you're there. So I remember when we were in Canyonlands and in Arches, uh, a lot of the sections that you walk through, the the marker, the the waypoint that you set your trail by are these stacks of rocks called carns, and they put them at... Um, like line of sight from the first car. So if you're at a car and if you look up, you'll spot the next car. I'm not sure if it's if it's set that you'll see the next two, but you'll see the next car and like at the corner, or something like that. And then when you get there, you'll be able to look up from there, mark the next car and what 50 feet, some some kind of visible amount in front of you. And they're normally pretty small. They're just a little, a couple of stones set up by other hikers. I hear, <laughs> I hear the uh, the hippie hikers who uh, don't like anything that was man-made, interrupting their experience of nature, will go by and kick the Carnes over. And uh, that seems like a great uh, safety idea for a lot of the unexperienced hikers to get out into a spot and then be lost because uh, some doofy hippie guy kicked over all the landmarks that were going to keep those people on the track to uh, stay safe on the trail. So... I don't know, kind of a silly thing, but uh, but yeah, you can really get lost out there. I really noticed it in Canyonlands and in Arches both. There's some sections where you're miles away, and you could just get tracked onto some other stack of rocks that's put up. That's the other thing, too, is people put up, they like the Carnes. I think a lot of people, they don't, they don't understand what they're for, uh, or they think it's just some kind of landscape marker, and... Uh, They'll put up new carns in other places. And so you'll, you'll have to watch out for these decoy carns that will mislead you and pull you off the trail to some other part of the area where you, you start walking that way and you go, oh, this just dead ends. There's nothing over here. This is just some creek bed or some tree. This doesn't go anywhere that we need. So you have to go back. You have to find the other Carn. You have to follow this old little run of rocks around out just in the wilderness. And it seems, I don't know, it seems unusual, really. I think that uh, that the desert or that the the high desert, that Utah in the summer, I think that would be one of the most, mm, I don't want to say life-threatening, but like the most, um, the one that I would be the most on point and the most concerned about understanding my whereabouts, my safety, and, uh, and just sort of what's going on operationally to keep things okay on a trip when you're in the outdoors. That's like, you know, have you seen like 127 hours? It's that kind of thing where it's like, you could be out there all by yourself. It's a vast deal of wilderness and not much of it is really that forgiving to you. In the Northwest, there's a lot of water. There's a lot of plant life. There's probably a lot of food in a lot of the places that are out here, or at least through a handful of the seasons that you'd be traveling. There's a lot to to get to. And, And even still here in the Northwest, there's a significant amount of access, I guess you would say, or, or, you know, there's access out to, uh, to people or to land or something like that. And I'm sure that people that are more accustomed to, uh, the four corners and, uh, like the Utah, Colorado, Nevada, New Mexico, all that area out there. I'm sure that if you're out there, you live there for a long time, you're going to be more confident, more comfortable in the way that you travel in the, in the, in the back country. Uh, but really that's where I felt, I think the least confident. I felt really confident in the Tetons and Yellowstone, in the Wallawa Mountains and all those places, it felt uh, easy and, and really relatively comfortable to be in the backcountry. I mean, like on the Lower Rogue, you know, it seems like wilderness, but you've got the river, you've got creeks, you've got, you know, a source of water. You've got pretty good shelter. It's pretty temperate climate. Uh, there's really not a lot of issues that you're going to run into. But man, back out in the desert, there's just like crazy bees. I didn't think that was going to be a problem, but yeah, there's like the there's like some gnarly desert bees that show up out there that uh, sometimes won't leave you alone, or there's no water and you have to pack it all in yourself. And I remember when uh, we went into Capitol Reef, there was no water at the watering hole. That was the only source of water that was back in that area. There was no you know free running creeks that were uh, that were free-flowing that time of year at all, and so you just had to pack in gallons and gallons of water for each day that you're going to be in the backcountry. I think we, we had to pack in like four or four or five gallons just for our two-day trip for the two of us, I, and it ended up, we didn't really end up needing that much. I think because we were we were fortunate, we were traveling when it wasn't as, as hot out, and we didn't have as many miles to, uh, to backpack through, so I think we got to be a little bit more patient and reserved with our water consumption on, on that part of the backpacking trip, but man... Yeah. It gets tricky out there where you're just like, oh, there's like not not a lot of services out here. No water, nothing like that. And so um so anyway, that's what this uh this photograph of the uh the stack of rocks, this uh kind of red sandstone color uh in the evening when I when I photographed it. And uh yeah, it's a cool photo. Uh it's a fun one. And it is up on Instagram.com forward slash Billy Newman today. The other one that I put up, that's the new photo. It's uh the one from Hell's Canyon. I just put that one up uh, a little bit earlier today. And uh, these Hell's Canyon photos really, I think they were pretty fun. I had a good time going out there with Marina. We talked about it a handful of times, probably similar stuff. Left Eugene, went out to, um, well, went to I 84, traveled over to Pendleton to La Grande, then up to Joseph, stayed overnight in Joseph, went up into the Wallawas for part of the day after that, and then went over to Imnaha in the Hell's Canyon uh, Wilderness Area. Really cool. It's the upper, the, the northeasternmost section of the Oregon state. And actually in, in the Hell's Canyon, or in the, the Hell's Canyon Wilderness Area, is the Snake River, which is the division between Oregon and its territory further west and Idaho and its statehood. Further to the east. And so uh it's cool. I think in the in the picture I posted yesterday from Hat Point you can look down into that draw. You can see the Snake River as it meanders through. And that's the division of land between uh between Oregon and Idaho there. And it's interesting to think about that in the past as being uh I figure Nez Pierce territory, that was the Indian nation that lived. In that region, I think up from from northeastern Oregon into Washington, Idaho, and then into Montana. If I understand right, I think they stretched out a ways into Montana. Uh, in fact, and uh, so yeah, really uh, interesting territory out there. Uh, seems like it would not be hospitable to live for a long time, but man, a lot of cool uh, cool area out there. So the photo I posted today, that's from Hell's Canyon. That was uh, the sunrise. We we shot a lot at night. That was when we were up at Hat Point uh, near sunset and uh, checking out the Seven Devils, the Snake River, the the view to the west. All that stuff was uh, was at sunset that morning. Though we woke up and we had this really cool campsite that was uh, it was on the road up into Hell's Canyon, uh, but you're already up pretty high in elevation, and, and the road kind of travels along the edge of the the mountainside, or the edge of the the canyon side. Really, it's the mountain that keeps running for miles and miles south and north. And then it drops off steeply down to a a valley where the Imnaha River runs. So on one side of the valley, there's the Snake River. That's the big one. That's the big valley, the big river. That separates Idaho and Oregon. And then one mountain range over in these canyons, these Hell's Canyon, one range over into the next canyon is the Imnaha River. And that's where you get to the town of Imnaha. Uh, where we where we were for a little bit of time and so our campsite it was on that face of the uh, Imnaha river canyon wall and so when we parked there we set up camp it was really cold that night so we ended up staying inside the truck I wish that's that's where I wish we had like a like a rooftop tent or a small trailer something like that oh man someday we're going to be the best campers it's going to be unreal Um, but on this trip though we just uh, crashed in the, in the truck, wrapped up in sleeping bags in the seats, tried to get through the cold of the night, which was a pretty tough one because it was so high up in the elevation. Um, and then we got up at 6 that morning just as, uh, as daybreak was starting to, to come over. We watched the, the gradient of the light to the west, not even to the east where the sunrise was coming, but to the west you could see the change in the, the blue of the sky to the pink and then kind of to this orange color. And then you started really seeing the, the sun come up or, you know, the sun start uh, illuminating the landscape. But you could kind of see the shadow changing as it moved down the sky. And as you could see, the, the sunlight start hitting the sky and the clouds up above uh, the mountains out to the, the western horizon. Um, so it was a cool time. It was a cool trip being out there. And uh, the picture that I posted today, that's uh, that's of the campsite area that we were at. And that's looking through the through the, the Wheatgrass, or just the grass that 's grown up uh, on the mountainside there as it drops off into the Imnaha Valley and then stretches out to to where you see those blue shadows in the valley up to the this horizon line or to where the the sun is rising up above, and then you see the the illuminated uh, sunlit landscape out to the uh, to the east or excuse me the western sky um, above it, so yeah, a couple pictures that uh, that are up on Instagram, probably my website later today. And, uh, yeah, appreciate you guys uh, checking out the podcast. Let me know if there's any stuff uh, I should add to it. Man, God knows there's a lot I need to add to it. Well, thanks for checking out this one. I'll be back in tomorrow with another update. I'm sure you can't wait of the things Billy's posting on Instagram. Have a good day.